It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, January the 22nd, 2023, and I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and we are here live in beautiful Austin, Texas getting ready for another great program for you today. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run smoothly, as usual. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined once again by health and wellness coach, Elaine Nultz. Now, Elaine was last on the show before the pandemic, and with so much happening between then and now, She's joining us again to help us to reset our health and wellness. And along the way, I'll continue with more tips for getting back onto the path of passion, as well as some caregiver tips for this new normal that we find ourselves in. And after the show, you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website and the link to the podcast, along with any website links that we talk about on the program, will be posted later tonight. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blog talk radio, B-L-O-G talk radio.com slash your golden years. And you can also hear it on Apple Podcasts five minutes after the show ends. For information from previous programs, to listen to all the previous programs we, we have broadcast here on Blog Talk Radio um, for the last nine years, you can go to my website, drmaracarpell.com. You can also go directly to blogtalkradio.com slash yourgoldenyears, and you'll also be able to find the podcasts on Apple Podcasts. For upcoming programs and upcoming events, be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment and Spiked Up Productions and sponsored by AMightyGoodTime.com. Wondering what to do after you're 50? How about having a mighty good time? It's free to search, free to post, and much more. Whether it's virtual or in person, anything can be found to connect with other people. So be more active and start connecting with like-minded people. Go to amightygoodtime.com. That's amightygoodtime.com. All right. So we're going to take a brief break, but don't go anywhere because it'll be very brief. And when we come back, we'll be joined by health and wellness coach Elaine Note to help us to reset Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money. 
by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed services or supplies you never received. There are three easy things you can do to prevent fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and look for any suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or call your local Medicare SHIP program at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And joining us on the phone from Colorado is Elaine Notes. 
health, health and wellness coach, and she is back to talk about resetting for the new year. Welcome back, Elaine. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. This is great. Happy Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, and happy new year. It's, yes, it's, happy new year, all that. <laughs> Chinese new year coming up, everything. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just as a reminder, um, there's a slight delay, about one or two seconds when we speak like this. So it's good to have that in mind. It's also good for listeners to understand why there might be a little bit of a pause. So um, just, well, I think let's start with your background because you haven't been on the program in, since 2019 and maybe listeners haven't heard you yet. So just let us know who you are. Right, right. Well, thank you. Elaine Nolt with Elaine's Transitional Coaching and Certified Health and Life Coach for, gosh, going on 10 years now, full-time. Background includes corporate uh, work and included business coaching and team building and management. And then owned my own business with my husband, which was retail and retail and wholesale in the food industry. And so now, uh, like I said, in the last decade, I have focused solely on health and life coaching. And 15 to 18 years ago, stress took me by surprise. I was wearing all the labels that we all do and, mm-hmm. you know, um, core, you know, business owner, pillar of the community, super mom, you know, taking care of my elderly mother and had some medical issues and was getting tested. And and the one specialist said, you know, Elaine, I can't test you because your stress is so high. Come back when it's lower. And I walked Mm. out thinking, well, number one, I didn't know it was high. And number two, what am I supposed to do about it? So that led me on a personal journey during owning my own business and going back into corporate of what does that mean? And we all hear that sugar is the silent killer. Well, as is stress. And so Mm -hmm. in this last decade, I love working with people and identifying really the management of stress, if you will, which is one of the significant pillars of lifestyle medicine, which is preventative care, preventative medicine for ourselves. And so now I, I work with uh, individuals and corporations and their teams in looking at how we're feeding ourselves, how are we sleeping, how do we manage our stress, what is our activity level, and what are we addicted to? And people go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, I'm, you know, when we think of that, think of it as an escape. Maybe you just curl up in a ball and go to sleep. Maybe you love complaining. Maybe you love just worrying, right? And so the addiction is, as I call it, the escape you go when you just don't want to be in reality right now, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you, Mm -hmm. and then the last pillar is relationships and social engagement, which was really confounded during COVID, like it just, what do we do about that, right? And now all the research is coming out that how integral relationships are. Mm -hmm. And so in my work now, Mara, and I love working with people in their golden years because it's never 
too late to start. And what does that mean? Let's identify really what the roadblocks are, what the obstacles are, and do a reset. How do we reset so that it fits our lifestyle and, most importantly, our values? You know, and where, honestly, do we compromise those? And it affects our health. So, that brings you know, you can't to, have anything without your health. That's right. That's right. And and that brings me to a big question because, as I mentioned, the last time you were on was in early 2019. And a, a lot has happened in this world since that time, um, uh, health-wise and relationship-wise. People have been isolated and a lot of stress. So, and... You know, people joke about having the quarantine 15 where they've gained weight during the, you know, quarantine from COVID. Um, eating habits have changed, increased drinking. So what what would you say is the number one issue that you've seen with your own clients um, in terms of having to reset after this? You know, it's still going well, on. <laughs> but oh, yeah, and it, and it will. And it will. And if it's not this, then what, right? And mm-hmm. so my first question is, okay, you know something has to change. What is that? And and what really is holding you back, which is quite individual, right? Um, and so my first approach is to really think of how we are fueling ourselves and when I work with someone to honestly reset, especially this time of year. Everyone's thinking resolutions, yet what Mm -hmm. is it, 89% of us don't follow through on the resolutions after three weeks, okay? So how can we set ourselves ourselves (laughs) up for success and not, oh, this is just something else and have that subconscious little talk going, well, this isn't going to last either. And so what we want to think is, what is the reset really meaning for us? What do we want to experience more of? When we look at 19, you know, I'm sorry, 19, wow. When we look at 2022, I'd like everyone at this moment to just kind of think, what are, what is the one word that would describe 2022? And then think of what word would you like to use to describe 2023? Mm. And then we go the next step. What are three things that you'd like to experience more of? I mean, they, they should come right off the top of your head, right? And it's not, oh, I want to eat more carrots. I mean, so I want everyone to really... <laughs> Take a take a broad view, like an eagle, you know, soaring up in the sky and kind of looking down. What are three things that you'd like to have more of this year? What are three things that you'd like to have less of? And then what three things would you like to just say, I'm done? Like, I just don't want them, okay? Because mm-hmm. then that will help identify. And the reset comes with then thinking, Okay, I'm very cognizant of what I eat. I mean, normally we are. We are. I mean, hands down, because it's in, it's just fed to us all the time. We should be eating well, right? And we right. should be exercising. Okay. Well, 
think of how you're honestly fueling yourself. Like you go to the gas station, you look at what's available, you know your car, and you give it the right food. You give it the right fuel. But we tend to not pay attention to ourselves. So think of the six pillars and think of, okay, when I indulge in putting something into my mouth, would it be actual food that's going to fuel me or is it a filler? And just be gentle Mm. with yourself and start there. Same with exercise. Okay, I don't like the gym. I hear that a lot. That's fine, right? That's fine. Okay, what do you like? Well, I can climb stairs. Okay, do you have stairs in your house? Yeah, okay. How many times do you go up and down? Oh, not that many. Well, what if you just tried to do five times, right? Or Mm -hmm. especially with all of this working at home, there is great five-minute workouts. I mean, there's probably hundreds of them. And even if you're in a suit, you know, you can sit at your desk and do a chair yoga, right? So when you think of moving well, what could I do that I would enjoy that will kind of fill me up? It's going to make me feel better. And then you get to sleep. Well, what's one thing that I could do to make my bedroom more conducive? You know, do I really like mm-hmm. the smell of my sheets? Do I really like the softness of the blanket? Am I too hot? Am I too cold? Am I eating right before bed? Think of how you're really setting yourself up for sleep, which is supposed to be rejuvenating us. Right? Mm -hmm. And so those three. Then you go down to your social relationships. How are you indulging in things that make you feel good with the people that you surround yourself with? Now, do we have control all the time? No. Like my boss is my boss. But I do have control of how I think about my boss, how I how I can speak, how I can listen. So I can hear maybe with more openness, right? And, oh, I always go out with that girlfriend, and, oh, my God, all she does is complain. Well, maybe you don't need to always go out with her. Or maybe Mm -hmm. you can suggest going for a walk or getting a coffee. And then, you know, where is your escape? Is it really fueling you, or is it giving you an excuse to not do something? And why are you not doing it? And maybe you could switch that into why do I want to do it? Right, And then um, as you go through each pillar, the reset begins with what do we really want? What do we want more of? What do we want less of? And through our five senses, what are we hearing? What are we, how are we speaking? What are we smelling? What are we seeing? What are we touching? You know, and down to our foods. It's like, as you use your five senses, Are you using them to your benefit? And how can you make subtle Mm -hmm. shifts where you're getting more benefit and less of a deficit? And that is how we begin this beautiful reset, which you can do any day, any hour, any minute. You can just say now is the time. Right, right. Um, I, I'm thinking about how the last time you were on or one of the last times you were on, um, before the pandemic, before we knew there was going to be a pandemic, um, you talked about, um, suggesting that people think about what they can let go of. And then we were kind of forced to let go of everything, right? (laughs) For an extended period of time, um, 
are you seeing people becoming overly busy again now that that now that they're back doing things um after being locked down or taking on too many things like they were doing before? I do see some of that, not to the extent it was. I do see some of that, but the encouraging thing is that people seem to have more of an awareness of what's bringing them down and what's bringing them up. And so when we talked about letting things go and releasing things, you know, think of things that really get in your way. Like, okay, if you open your wallet, let's say it's always full of receipts and you keep thinking, oh, I should clean out these receipts, but you get home and you throw your purse down or your wallet and you don't think mm-hmm. about it. But think how good it is when you take those out and leave room for the currency to come in. If it's full mm-hmm. of receipts, the currency doesn't have room to come in, right? Because you're focused on what you let, what you let go of. But yet that clutter is something you're holding on to. And so what are you thinking of the clutter? You open a drawer, the same thing, right? So it's an excellent point to bring up because it's always true. What can you let go of? What thoughts do you keep ruminating over that don't suit you? And what would it be like if you changed your thought or just let that one go? You know, I, people have so much of an experience and life life lessons, if you will, from the past. But the mm-hmm. more we say, well, this is the way it's going to be because of that, then the more of that we get. It is completely true because that's where your focus is. And Tony Robbins is great, you know, where your focus is, your energy flows, right? Where, where your focus goes, your energy flows. And there's all mm-hmm. these these great little things, but it's true. And so in regards to letting things go, it's it's not like, oh, yeah, just let it go. Don't think about it. But think about what is that thought doing for you? How is it making you feel? Just like if you eat something and then have to take something to, to settle your stomach. Well, instead uh-huh. of buying that over and over, maybe – your body is sending you a message and you go, okay, thank you for that message. That food no longer serves me. So the same with a thought. Okay, I've always had that thought, but what good is it doing to me now? What, what do I have to do to make myself feel better? And what if to just let that go? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so thinking of, you know, getting back into on the hamster wheel and filling up your calendar. Okay, well, one statement, you know, I used to, well, one question I used to ask my kids when they were learning how to grocery shop, I'd say, is it food or is it filler? And think back to about like 10 minutes ago when we were going through all the pillars, you know, is what you're doing feeding you or is it just filling you up? Mm-hmm. So is that thought taking up space? Or is it really giving you something that's fueling more of what you want? And I think a lot of people do, you know, engage in a lot of filler <laughs> activities and, and also thinking, right? Um, and there's something to be said for having time. It's easy, um, but I think it's also scary to have empty, have empty time or quiet just have quiet um 
But there's something beneficial about having that quiet, right? Well, and having some quiet, you know, that specifically, yeah, because we're, we've been kind of trained that if you're not doing something, you're not doing enough, right? But mm-hmm. actually, if you can just take a time to breathe and to kind of think about what you're thinking, your productivity and efficiency and your happiness will all increase. And so it's a, it's a mistake, really, to think, well, if I have free time, then that's a problem. Where actually the free time is the time is the time to kind of cure your thoughts, reorganize, and go. Okay, where is my GPS set right now? And mm-hmm. where would my intentions best suit me toward where I want to go? Because the more I, I think, the more I just get stuck. Quite convenient to be stuck because okay, you know, you know it well, and all right. But at some point, the easiness of being stuck isn't easy anymore because then you look at everything that that you'd like to change or maybe you're missing out on. And I think COVID really taught us that, you know, we, we lost a lot. And during COVID, my question to my clients would be, okay, you've already lost, quote, unquote, everything. Now, what are the three things that you would fight for to not lose? Because mm. it's only it's our, the way of our thinking is to think we lost everything. You know, I'd say, well, okay, well, gosh, you know, the love of my family, okay, has that been lost? Well, no, right? Or for me, one of the things that I would never acknowledge that it's okay to lose is, is my wisdom. And no one mm-hmm. can take your wisdom from you. No one can take your values from you. So what do you value and how much energy and time and effort do you give to those values? Because despite what you think you've lost and the lack and those things that are really in your heart and your soul are there. And wouldn't it mm-hmm. be true to say now we have the time to to really fill those up? And people did notice that, yeah, family was everything and I was basically ignoring them. Now this has given me more time. And now they realize the value and and their commitment to that because that's near and dear to their heart, literally. So now they're easier to say, well, okay, now in what capacity can I look at these other things? Like Mm -hmm. just a couple weeks ago, I had a client and she said, I asked her, I said, the way you're talking to yourself, would you talk to your best friend that way? And she said no. And then it came down to she was talking to her husband that way. And so that evening she says, I need to just be open and, and forgive myself for for talking to you the way I've been talking to myself. And she mm-hmm. goes, I'm very sorry. And so when you really connect to the values, then you're thinking, I don't have time. Hmm, magically you do have time. Oh, gosh, I can't, I can't do that in terms of food or exercise well yeah you can because then you realize how good it feels when you do it and that's what I'd like people to focus on is when they want to reset get down to feeling how they know they'll feel when they reset and get into that feeling and then their actions will bring them there because any action we take is off how we're feeling and how we're feeling is derived off what we're thinking. 
So in reset time, the baseline is what are we thinking? And what are we thinking about these choices that we're making? Food, activity, sleep, relationships, escape, and our relationships and social engagement. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've really been, I mean, it's, it hasn't been an easy time for anybody during this time. I, I wouldn't say that, but the, on the positive side, we've been given an opportunity to, you know, after things have slowed down, to then pick the things that we really feel are important or that we, you know, and not not to get back in, like you said, on the hamster wheel, Um I do see people getting back on the hamster wheel, and that concerns me because they were complaining about it before. Um, right, and so there is where we want to listen. We want to validate how they're feeling, but then encourage that, well, you know, with, with your thinking, is this what you want to be experiencing? Mm-hmm. And how could you change what you're thinking to then experience something different. So, so Elaine, um, I know we're running out of time, but I want you to be able to tell listeners about your coaching and, and how, what you do and how they can, how they can contact you if they're interested. Right. Well, I'd love to offer everyone a complimentary session because I love meeting new people and talking and, and cutting through those obstacles. Uh, so you can reach me at elainenolt at com, And then my website is com. So just uh, type in A-L-A-I-N-E-N-O-L-T.com. And then it's the same name at Gmail. Uh, for direct email and I'd love to hear from everyone and and on my website you can definitely uh, schedule a complimentary session with me I'd love to meet everyone who's listening (laughs) great I will post that on um, the website post about this show so people can just click on that great well thank you well thank you so much for joining us I think this is you know it's always time for a reset. Like you said, it can happen any time of the day or year. It doesn't have to be at the beginning of the year, but I think this is a perfect time for it. Um, So thank you so much. It's a great time because we're kind of in that mode, you know, where we're, we're ready for something new and fresh. And so it's a great um, environment because you're kind of with, a lot, of, a lot of other people doing the same thing, and it's very uplifting when you think about it. So it's a perfect time to reset. Right, right. And I think a lot of – and I've been doing a series. I'm going to talk a little bit more about getting back onto the path of – it's kind of related to this, getting back to passion, because I think that people have felt that they were completely stopped and they feel in a rut. So it's it's a perfect time to see it as an opportunity to reset rather than um, being blocked and and you know stuck. <laughs> right. See the feeling yeah. of being blocked and stuck and you know doing things the same old way. It's it can be very 
self-defeating, very discouraging. And, and so that's something that I love having a discussion with people about and um, really understanding, you know, where are those thoughts coming from and what is substantiating those thoughts? Um, and there's always opportunity. There really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again for being on the program. And I'd love to have you back on the show, you know, as we make our way into the year. Okay. That would be great. Yeah. Quarterly check right. right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, you take All right. care well, now. Thank you so much. Okay. And, and thank we'll, you to everyone we'll listening. Speak, yep. And we'll speak to you again soon. All right. Okay, great. Have a good night. Thank you. Great. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpel.com. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpel.com. And, you know, sort of in line with um, Elaine's discussion about resetting, um, I've been talking over the last few weeks and um, still on the in this series of how to get back on the path of passion. And I think um, the points that Elaine brought up are really important parts of this, of resetting and um, asking yourself what you want to experience and um, talking to yourself like you would your best friend, self-compassion, all of that are things that I have discussed and I'm glad that Elaine went more into detail about those issues and food and um, exercise and sleep. Those are really important in relationships. Um, we started with those, the basics. Um, which are really necessary. They're necessary parts of the whole puzzle. And I want to talk a little more uh, based on this blog that I wrote, Seven Steps to Create the Life that You Want and to Get Back on Track with Your Life Passion. Um, And I came across this uh, quote from Eckhart Tolle, the author and um, Mind, mindfulness um, speaker, and once this quote really hit me, a real, I really um, felt that this was this is a really important place for us to start at any time. And that what he wrote is: most humans are never fully present in the now because unconsciously they believe that the next moment must be more important than this one. But then you miss your whole life, which is never not now. So it's really important to look at this moment rather than having to run and think about what's next, what's next, what's next. 
this moment is the most important moment of our lives. And that brings us to, um, I had talked about a couple of points in the last few weeks, and I was getting ready to talk about number three on the list, which is be flexible. And the way that I relate that quote to this step of being flexible is to is that we need to understand that when we have a goal in mind of what we want to achieve in our lives, we might have a we might already have a dream. Some people are looking to figure out what their dream is and other people feel like this is really what I want and this is the path that I want to be on. But we don't have any guarantee that our dream will be achieved. And we also don't have a guarantee, and it's in fact, it's not likely that when we achieve our dream, it's going to look exactly the way that we had expected it to look started out. So we need to be flexible. We need to... Um, to have the expectation that our path is not going to be smooth or straight and that we can't predict what life will bring. We can't count on the weather cooperating. We can't count on the events of the world cooperating in, or the events in your own life to, to uh, cooperate and always be on track. Um, we can't know that there won't be another global pandemic. We didn't know this one was coming. It's a given, in fact, that you will be occasionally knocked off track. And that it's also a given that the road is likely to not be exactly the way that you want it to be. It will likely not lead you to exactly the place that you had set out. But being in this moment, rather than, okay, what's next? What's next? Am I there yet? Am I there yet? Helps us to enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Every step, this moment on the journey, because if you're always looking to the next step and uh, how far you've come and are you there yet and is it going the way that you wanted it to go? Is it going the way that you had planned? Um, if you're always focused on that, then you time will go by and you will be at the end of your life looking back and wondering where all that time went and why didn't I enjoy my life along the way. The other part of that is that when, if we do achieve our goals, it's a human um it's it's a it's a human way of thinking that as soon as we achieve our goal we're looking to the next goal that's just normal um so we don't if we're only going to enjoy life when we achieve this goal that we have in mind then we're not going to have much time of enjoyment because we're already going to be looking for the next goal. So rather than focusing on what's next, what's next, enjoy this moment. Enjoy 
the journey that you're on, the people that you meet along the way, the opportunities that come your way, the opportunity to try something new or find out a new way of doing things, or even the twists and turns that bring you into a different, different direction. We need to enjoy this moment because this is the only moment that we have, really. Every, like Eckhart Tolle says, it's never not now. If now is not good enough and we're always looking to the future, um, we're always going to be looking to the future and now will never be good enough. So, and if we march along and we are bitter about the twists and turns and what life throws us, we'll miss the light and we'll keep walking in the dark. I think we that became clear over the last three years during this ongoing pandemic that even though it's been really difficult and a lot of people have found that they were on was blocked and they had to change course and they were disappointed and there were a lot of losses, we need to be able to look at the opportunities that were given to us as well. The opportunity to help our neighbors, to help other people to deal with the issues that the pandemic brought to them. Um, The opportunity to quarantine with family that that maybe people haven't gotten a chance to spend time with because they were too busy. There have been a lot of opportunities. And we need to be be able to be grateful for those rather than constantly looking ahead and and being disappointed when things are not exactly the way that we expect them to be. So flexibility um, and then knowing when to pause, knowing when to relax taking the breaks that we that we need, um, being able to, as we spoke in our discuss in our discussion, Elaine and I, about um, the times when things are quiet. Those are not um, wasted moments. Those are times for rest and rejuvenation and even resetting our goals and thinking about what is really important to us. What what do we want to do? Just filling time causes us to waste a lot of energy and it does not bring us back onto a path of joy and passion. So even scheduling time every day to pause and relax, to make time to sit still and be without judgment no matter what's happening around you is really powerful in being able to get back on the path that feels um, with our goals and our passion and our and our joy. Um, so, you know, I've spoken many times about ways to find stillness. We could do that through mindfulness meditation where we just sit and focus our attention on our breathing or on a word or just noticing sounds around us. Um, It's not 
mindfulness meditation doesn't mean emptying your mind. It means it it really means focusing on something and noticing um, when your mind is taken off track from that focus and bringing yourself back without judgment. Um, just noticing thoughts that pop into your mind and then letting them drift by and bringing yourself back to whatever the focus is, the word or your breath or the sounds or even there's mindfulness meditations where you're eating mindfully or you're walking mindfully. And there are many research studies that have found that even five minutes a day of mindfulness meditation or some other type of meditation, guided meditation, um, progressive muscle relaxation, any type of relaxation technique or meditation has tremendous health benefits. It's extremely beneficial in improving our mood and it's also beneficial for sharpening our cognitive skills, our memory, our focus. There have been studies in um, MRIs of the brain um, where they've used MRIs of the brain of people who meditate and notice that the parts of the brain that have to do with focus and concentration actually increase, that there is more uh, buildup of more neurons in that part of the brain. So this is not based on just, um, you know, some sort of quack science. This is actual real science that this, that mindfulness meditation or relaxation really makes a difference in our brain and in our mood um, and in our health. A lot of health benefits um, to meditation. So another form of relaxation could be sitting out in nature or if you can't get out in nature, if you're not able to get to a beautiful place, then um, even looking at pictures or videos of a beautiful, beautiful scenery can have the same benefits. Um, there's even been research to show that growing plants on your windowsill um, has have the benefit of growing a garden outside, has the emotional and psychological benefits of growing a garden. Um, so taking time to just relax. So one of the things that I have been doing in the last year or so um, that I found to be extremely relaxing is I picked up crocheting. And um, I'm not very good at it. Um, I'm getting better. But um, what I crochet doesn't always come out that great or it's straight. <laughs> But I find that the focus on just that moment of, of making another loop, um, focusing on the color, on the texture, is a form of meditation, and it's very relaxing. Sometimes I listen to a, a book that, I've, that I'm enjoying just to just something enjoyable that, is, that takes me to another place. Sometimes I just listen to relaxing music and sometimes I don't listen to anything. I'm just focusing on the stitch. And I 
started listening to Michelle Obama's latest book. Um, the book is, what is that, Carrying the Light Within? And she says that she never crocheted or, or did knitting or sewing, um, although her mother and her grandmother did. And, but during COVID, when she couldn't do the things that she was used to doing, she couldn't be as busy as she was always used to being, she decided to teach herself how to knit. And she started watching YouTube videos and she followed along with the YouTube videos, taught herself how to knit. And she attributes her ability to calm down her anxiety at the beginning of COVID and to find the the space to be able to write and to speak. She made some speeches that she um, had difficulty putting together until she started to relax and, and give herself some space. She attributes that to knitting. And now she knits all the time and she finds it extremely relaxing so that is another way of pausing and being still find something that you can focus all your attention on something creative and this does not have to be your path of passion it doesn't mean that you're going to be if you can paint or draw because you enjoy it or knit or sew or crochet because you enjoy it doesn't mean that that's what you are on the path to do to become a great um, seamstress or tailor or knitter um, or artist it's the the goal is not to um, necessarily to become wonderful at it the goal is to have focus and to calm yourself down and just the act of creating something helps to open you up to creative ways of following your path and and then number five is related to what i was talking about earlier about being um, focused on the moment that we're in right now and enjoying the moment, and that is spending time feeling grateful for what you already have. So having gratitude for what we have and looking for the silver linings, even in the more stressful situations, bring us feelings of optimism, um, enthusiasm. It helps to calm us down, and it helps us to keep moving along our path of passion. It keeps us from giving up. So having gratitude for the ups and downs and the dark moments and the light moments, the people that we meet, um, the people that we can help along the way helps us to enjoy this journey. You know, there might be pain that's stopping you from moving toward joy. And some of such pain needs to be acknowledged at first. I, I, I don't recommend running away from pain and just running always towards gratitude because I think that um, sometimes we're not very um, 
genuine with ourselves when we do that, when we ignore the pain that we feel. So I'm certainly not recommending just running away from pain and saying, oh, I'm just grateful when something is really legitimately causing us pain. We have to acknowledge it first, write it down, sing about it, write a song about it, paint it out or draw it, do something creative to express the pain. Speak to someone you trust about it or just notice it when you're meditating. Notice the pain that you're feeling, the sadness, and allow it to be there. When we do that, we're not clutching it. We're not holding on to it, but we're not pushing it away. When we just let it be or we talk about it or we express it in some way, it flows through us. It doesn't stay. And then when we've given it our full attention, we can then turn our attention to whatever we can, whether it's something big or something small that we can feel grateful for. Some days it's as small as um, I'm enjoying my cup of coffee. I'm grateful for my cup of coffee this morning. Sometimes that's how I feel. I can't think of anything else to feel grateful for on that in that moment but my cup of coffee. And other days it's really big. It's grateful for all the people in my life, for my health, for this for this beautiful world. It can be small, it can be big, but when we focus on our gratitude and even write it down on a daily basis, it actually increases and we start to find bigger things to be grateful for and even a lot of small things to be grateful for. And finally, I'm going to end with this last one, and that is don't run from your own pain. This is related to what I was just saying. Don't run from your own pain or the pain of others uh, because running away from pain only gives it more power so that it can grow and become much scarier when it finally catches up with us. It's hiding in the shadows, and and things that live in the shadows can be scarier and more powerful and can cause us more suffering. Um, When we open it up to the light, when we talk about the pain, when we help other people to carry their pain, we shed light on it. And it becomes much less powerful. And helping other people with their pain brings us joy. That can be our purpose. Um, So having self-compassion and having compassion for others can be extremely powerful in finding our own passion and focusing on our passion. Um, there's a saying by um, the Vietnamese Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, without mud, you cannot have lotus flowers. So we can't expect everything to just, to, for light to just come out of light, come out of light, for joy to be surrounded only by joy. There has to be some difficulty uh, in life, and that's what creates joy, then when we can take that pain and um, and transmute it within ourselves, we can use that pain to move us forward and 
bring us to people who um, we can share the pain with and develop close relationships with, it brings joy. When we can carry somebody else's pain, you know, I've talked a lot about the benefits of compassion and generosity, very powerful in bringing joy and passion into our lives. So I didn't get to talk today about the um, caregiver issues. I'm going to talk more about caregiving and the, the issues that have come up during this time in this new normal of COVID still being with us and the difficulties that that has brought with caregiving. And I, I started that topic a couple of weeks ago and I'm going to continue that next week. So on that note, let me let you know what's coming up next week um, right here on Dr. Mara Carpell and Your Golden Years. We will be joined next week, Sunday, January 29th, by Wall Street Journal and USA Today best-selling author, regular columnist for Forbes, preneur, and, um, and entrepreneur, the, the magazine and writer of Friday Forward, a weekly inspirational newsletter, Robert Glazer will return to the show. And this time, Robert joins us to discuss his latest book, Elevate Your Team. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from the show, get the website links that we talked about earlier with our guest, listen to previous programs, Go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and all of that, the podcast and the links will be posted later tonight. You can also hear this program again in five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash Your Golden Years. And you can also hear the program in five minutes on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, for upcoming programs and events. This program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by AMightyGoodTime.com. Thank you to my guest, Elaine Nolt, and thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember... Youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsor, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any information on this program.